You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Is it possible to change your physical destiny in just one hour without suffering or willpower? Cat James says yes. Hear what transformed Cat and others as you jumpstart your own freedom from the boot camp body and beauty myths with pioneering experts and real life stories. Cat will get you off the merry-go-round so you can get serious about self-transformation. Are you ready to be transformed? Catch the Cat James Show Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Dr. Pat Show Network. Visit thecatjameshow.com. It's a new day. Join intuitive coach Dawn Marie Stansfield every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Dr. Pat Show Network. Dawn Marie focuses on the self-empowerment of individuals by examining present-day circumstances. She offers practical tools you can use to help overcome difficult situations and move forward on your life path. Learn more at dawnsvision.com and catch It's a New Day with Dawn Marie Stansfield Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Visit thedrpatshow.com for show listing. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins. Oh my goodness. Is that Olivia? No. Is that who is that? It's Abba. Oh Abba, right. That's right. They kind of sound similar. They do a little bit. Yeah. I just like it because there's a guy in the band named Benny. Oh, very nice, Benny. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Valerie, Talk Radio. Hang on. No. Valerie, don't shake your head like that. Yeah, she's got don't, a head Don't be jealous because there's on. a guy named Benny in a band and mm. you're not in one. See, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll have to find a band or somebody that's a Valerie band. Right. I apologize. You may continue. Th- thank you, Mr. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we actually do the show together, just in case everybody out there is wondering. We've got a great show for you. I mean, this is so timely, given the experience I had in the grocery store the other day. Parenting without power struggles, how to raise joyful, resilient kids while staying cool, calm, and connected. Susan Stiffelman is joining me here today, talking about the conversation. But Susan, just so you should know, uh, you know, she is someone that is both an adventurer and a teacher. Uh, she's a passionate educator, and she comes from outside of the box. But the bottom line is, you know, she is really committed to helping all of us understand the phenomenon we now call children. <laughs> she has she's an incredible licensed psychotherapist, a, you know, credentialed teacher, uh, a beloved auntie and much more. But she is passionate about this book and she's passionate about the message that it carries. Susan, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you. It's it's a great pleasure to be here with you. Well, let's start out with my little experience the other day in the grocery store, because okay. I think that's a great place to kick this conversation off. Okay. I was sharing with you during the break. I was in the grocery store kind of doing a little drive-by to pick some things up quickly here. I think it was Sunday. And, you know, the store was pretty empty this time of day on a Sunday. And there was a woman that was kind of pushing her basket, but kind of out in front of it. Looked like about a three-year-old boy. Didn't quite look like four, but, you know, somewhere in that range, right? That he was old enough to kind of be, you know, running around and whatnot, looked like, you know, old enough to know what he was doing. All of a sudden, I watched him, not purposefully, you see what I'm saying, but almost kind of as an aside, take his hand and start to run it down the aisle. And as he was running his hand down, of course, he wasn't very high up. And so, you know, things started to come off the shelves. Mm. Now, there weren't many of them that were, like, breakable. I think maybe one of them was, uh, because I don't think the breakables are put that low. And I don't even know what it was. But it was this, this idea of this playful young boy doing this. Now, I ask you a question. And the question that I asked you was, do you think that we've gotten better at handling situations like this? Or do you think we pretty much have learned how to closet our emotions? Because the mom was so cool and calm. And her biggest concern was so that he didn't get hurt. He mm -hmm. was shocked by what he did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, would we have heard some yelling and screaming? Yeah. <laughs> or yesterday, depending on a different parent, if yeah. it was someone else. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so what is it that you've discovered about this topic that, uh, you know, first of all, that you find is a must-know for everybody on the show? Well, the must-know is that kids need parents who can reliably and calmly be the captain of the ship in their lives. And I illustrate that by three different hand positions. If your right hand is the parent, it's above the left hand when things are going well. And in that scenario, that's the mother took charge. She was in charge, and she was calm, and she was confident, and she was navigating through that difficult situation. When your hands get side by side, meaning nobody's in charge, that's where you have power struggles. Mm. And when the right hand is below the left hand and the child is essentially in charge, that's where you have the parent um, issuing threats and bribes and raising their voice and getting, you know, all you know, all hell breaks loose, basically, yeah. and there's a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, for me, 
I felt like crying, actually, in the experience. I mean, it was one of these things that happens so quickly, Susan. I mean, one minute you're walking down the aisle, the next minute there's this thing happening. It's not like you could see that it was even coming. Right. And, you know, I felt so bad for the little boy, Uh actually, but I felt really, really encouraged on how the mom handled it. Uh-huh. And I, basically what I did is I went and got the people to get the mop and stuff. Oh. I mean, that was, I was just like, okay, let me, let me go help you with uh-huh. this. Oh. Um, but that's not what we see. That's certainly not no. what we, you know, see in the media. What is it that we're seeing now a little bit more publicly since everybody's got a video camera or, uh-huh. or a cell right. phone? <laughs> well, you know, part of what I think you're describing is that Many parents would fall apart, would, you know, smack their child or start yelling or scolding them, in large part because they make it mean that they're not an attentive parent. A lot of times we tie our child's behavior, we make it personal, and we become concerned about how their behavior is reflecting on us as people or as parents. And what that woman did was she held her own. She recognized that this is the result of a child being a child, and not fully understanding what he was doing. And I think we're seeing both um, more of that, which which is wonderful. We're seeing parents that are taking their kids' behavior a little less personally. But we're also seeing an escalation in parents that are just dramatically frustrated on a pretty regular basis by their kids. And maybe they're closeting their response so that they hide it behind closed doors. And publicly they try to, you know be a little more cool, but it doesn't mean that the, um, the the negative and difficult, you know, scolding and punishing and bribing and threatening and timeouts aren't going on. I think parents resort to that a lot. You know, can you even win a power struggle? I mean, come on. I'm, you know, I don't know who the winner is, but growing up as a kid, you know, they, there was a nickname that I was given that I've used on this show quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, you know, from from my sister. And clearly, with that kind of nickname, you could clearly see that uh, being called Pat the Brat I was, yeah. And, you know, honestly, I didn't really get that that was an issue as a kid. I don't uh-huh. think I really figured it out until I got older. Uh-huh. Um, but there was something about having that label that kind of made me a little ornery as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think as kids, you think you are going to win the power struggle. Yeah. Well, the thing about power struggles and winning them I say, I tell parents, you know, this, my work is not about winning a power struggle because once you're in one, whoever is the least exhausted and the most committed to their position is going to prevail, and that's usually the child. So I'm much more about avoiding them. You know, we only enter into power struggles because, well, I won't, I won't go further. I'll say that for now, but the point isn't how you win them because you're right. Nobody really wins. The child might prevail. Sometimes you might prevail if you raise your voice or you up the ante. But there's a loss of dignity. There's resentment. That, yes. you know, it comes at a price. Yes. Yeah, and then you wish you could take back some of the things you've said yeah. or yeah. not said. You know, when you're out in the world, you, you're out with the book. You're certainly out in front of uh, parents and mm-hmm. teachers and talking about many, many things. And I wanted to ask you, what is the most frequently asked questions that you mm-hmm. get from parents? And then is it the same as what the teachers ask? I was actually speaking at a school just uh-huh. this morning, and uh-huh. I heard a very familiar question, which had to do with the simple act of how do I get my child to either start their homework or get in the car on the, you know, in the morning to go to school. Really simple things that um, parents deal with on a daily basis. And one of the things that I, 
and and teachers, of course, it's going to be a little bit different depending on the child's you know behavior. It's going to have more to do with cooperating and and sitting in their seat doing what they're asked. But the undercurrent of both of those positions or or you know people is how do I get kids to do what I want them to do when I want them to do it? Mm-hmm. Mm. It is, really. And so, how did you answer that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I talk about something <clears throat> called um, Act 1 and Act 2 in yep. my work. Mm-hmm. Act 1 is what most of us don't do. We jump to Act 2, meaning the child says, I don't want to go to karate, and right. we jump in with an Act 2 and say, well, honey, you got to go. And... <sighs> You know, when we do that, when we push our agenda on a child who is not open or receptive, we're going to hit a, a stone wall. Right. And maybe we can lift them physically to the car and carry them into karate, but we haven't actually prevailed. I see kids' behavior, you know, especially their misbehavior, as sort of an announcement. So if she's dragging her feet to get in the car or to do her homework, I want to understand not every time, but I want to understand in general what the problem is and address it at its root. Mm-hmm. If I were to stand up with you, Pat, and face you, yes. and we put our palms together, yes, right? Yes. And I didn't tell you what to do, but I just said, are you ready? Yes. And here we are, we're standing up, and okay, I start Benny. pushing against you. What yes. are you going to do? I push back. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us come at our children instead of alongside them. Mm. And when you come at a child who's dragging her feet because she won't get in the car in the morning, and you just blast her with all these sort of act two, you know, that's my word, but you you give her all the reasons and the explanations, instead of coming alongside her and acknowledging, you know what, honey, I get it. I see you don't want to get in the car. You're all cozy at home. I sometimes tell people, request into the yes. So get the kid to nod her head three times or say, yes, you get me. You understand what it's like for me you'll definitely see a shift in their willingness to do what you ask. Mm. You know, that is kind of interesting. That that advice, by the way, that's advice we could use all around, across the table yeah, in exactly. general. You know what I'm saying? Not just with our kids. Not I have just a lot of people our... read the book and say, boy, I'm using this uh, with my mother-in-law or exactly. my Exactly. Or, you know, I'm using it with my significant other right yeah. now. Or yeah. I'm using it with my producer. Right now. But, you know, what we're talking about is really understanding a dynamic that if we were to take a few seconds and really what you're talking about takes only a few seconds, exactly, not a few minutes, a few seconds. If we were to get that what you're suggesting, Susan, takes less time than the the power struggle that is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Boy, we'd do it all the time, wouldn't we? And that's such a great point, because that was something someone said this morning at the school that I was speaking at. And they said, well, you know, does that mean I have to sit down and say, how are you feeling about going oh. to karate? Oh, no. 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 No, you're just acknowledging what an individual's current, present moment situation. Yeah. I don't think you're telling them, oh, I want you to be a psychotherapist like me. No. 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 Wow. We and don't want to do that. I even tell parents, please don't use the feeling word because it doesn't <laughs> sound genuine. Just talk like yourself. Be oh. real. Be genuine and say, God, honey, I get it. It's hard sometimes when you're all 
happy at home, and the next thing you know, you have to kind of get it, pull yourself together. I get that. Yeah. Honestly, it's like all of us trying to smile as we were chewing on the chitlins that time <laughs> after we figured out what they were. Let's take a short break. When we okay. come back, Susan Stiffelman joining us here today. We're going to talk about a topic that I'm pretty passionate about and that she's an expert in. We're going to be talking about the power struggles, but we're going to be talking about this whole category of children's teens and ADHD. Yep. There it is again. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you ever wanted more for yourself or your family? Are you prepared to take your life to the next level? Have you ever had that feeling or heard that little voice telling you that you can be so much more? Let Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson help you to embrace your own power. Visit Linda at InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096 for your private session and start living your life to the max. Be sure to listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show and call in to connect with your guides. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on The Dr. Pat Show. Now is the time for you to create the life you want to live. Tap into unlimited possibilities and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, your personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. With the eye of an artist, the heart of a poet, and the brilliance of a scientist, I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. I'll tell you what the secret didn't tell you, which myths hold you back, and what hidden talents and skills you need to thrive in these challenging times. I'll help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to get to where you really want to be, and I'm here to help you get there. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. What is that Lady Gaga? Yes, ma'am. I wonder what Lady Gaga's childhood was like. I think she's so extremely talented, you know. 
but I but because I'm talking with Susan in a fashion today, sense or musician sense, totally, or completely sense. talented, completely hmm. talented. You know, out of the box, definitely what this pop culture calls for right now, but in a good way. You're not going to find any like crazy slam and stuff about her, but she's just a little bit over the top. Okay, just a little bit. I wonder if my I wonder if my guest, this our expert in the house here, parenting without power struggles, but our phenomenal expert Susan Stiffelman joining us here today. I wonder if she would say how Lady Gaga's doing, but we're not going to ask her that question. We've got so much more to talk about, Susan. Before we get into it, can we give out the website for people to yeah, find out more please. about you? My uh, website is. Do you want to give it? You go ahead. All right, it's passionateparenting.net. Very simple, passionateparenting.net. There's so much information there. People can sign up and get a free newsletter on parenting and great advice and tips. And they can find out about, you know, phone sessions and where I'm speaking and all that kind of good stuff. Excellent. Now, there is a lot we could talk about, and, I, and, I, and we will. I mean, this is a short segment. But I want to kind of jump ahead a little bit, and maybe you can give us sort of the history of how this has evolved. There was a conversation about 10 years ago, and there was a lot of attention put on ADD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. It was, there was a lot. Right now, not so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about it anymore. Uh, we're talking more about whether or not the drugs were working. But what we've now realized, and maybe this is why we're not talking about it, those kids, ADD, ADHD, are now grown up. Mm-hmm. And we're not really even talking about that. Could you and I have a conversation about what you've discovered and what some of the suggestions you are you have for both children and what happens when a child grows up under those labels? Yeah, and you know, the thing is, I call it ADD-ish in my work. <laughs> I'm reluctant to, to call it ADD because I actually don't see it either as a deficit. Mm. You know, it's not a deficit of attention. It's an mm. inflexibility. Mm-hmm. meaning that with the ADD-ish brain, we sort of follow whatever's bright and shiny and, you know, interesting. And that makes it sometimes difficult to pay attention to the more mundane and predictable. So it's more an inflexibility than a deficit. And I absolutely don't see it as a disorder per se, the way most things are considered disorders. I'm diagnosed ADHD, and I think it's added tremendously to my life terms of spontaneity and creativity and diversity and adventures, you know, all kinds of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Oh, so let's talk about sort of this from a couple different perspectives. Let's talk about it from the parents and the teachers perspective and Mm -hmm. also from the medical community. Okay. Um, I shared a story with you that I know someone that's very close to me that, you know, from as early as I can remember was put on drugs, Ritalin. And I think there are others that I don't remember the name. Um, And to this day is still on them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now and getting ready to to be 21-ish. And and so the conversation, I guess, is, you know, when do we outgrow the label? And what is it that happens to a child that has that label and sort of a dependency upon it? It's sort of like the good, the bad, and the ugly. There are so many sides to it. Uh And how, how can we help kids that grow up move away from that label and know yeah. that this is not an excuse for them not doing things or that there is this better side to it? That's really such a great question, and I'm so, I love talking about this. I could go on for hours because the label serves no one. Now, what does help a child who's having difficulty in school, legitimate problems, staying right. focused, staying organized, uh, managing their impulsivity and, and that sort of thing, it does help them to understand 
that their brain is wired a little bit differently, not in a bad way, but I love the, the model Tom Hartman came up with, which is that ADD is sort of like having a hunter brain, which is the hunter brain is wired to be distractible, right? Right. And impulsive. That would serve you if you were a hunter. You'd hear a rustle in the bushes and you'd think, what's that? Yes. And then you'd say, let's go. Yes. You wouldn't want to have thoughtfully consider the pros and cons. Right? That's right. Absolutely. And so ADD-ish to me means you have a hunter brain and school and much of society, but particularly the first 12 years of a child's education, puts them in what's considered a farmer's world. Meaning that you're rewarded if you're a farmer. You're rewarded if you remember every time to put your name in the top right-hand corner. You're rewarded if you line up in neat, evenly spaced rows and you keep your hands to yourself. And so what, one of the good things about helping a child understand that they have a hunter brain is that it takes some of the negative self-image and, and you know, the blame and shame and self-loathing out of it. Why? What's wrong with me? Why can't I be like the other kids? Especially because teachers often will say that, or parents, why can't you settle down? Why can't you remember your homework? Why can't you clean up your room? The flip side, however, is that it's not an excuse. Mm. And kids need to understand, okay, I have this kind of brain, it has this good stuff about it, and it makes certain things a little more challenging. Mm -hmm. So in my work, I teach parents and kids how to use strategies to harness and sort of be in charge of of their focus instead of sort of like riding a horse, and instead of letting the horse wander wherever it feels like going, you know, you grab hold of the reins and you you direct it. Mm. I think it is so important. I don't think any of us like labels, so to speak, but there is a whole behavior or profile that comes along with what we're talking about. And, you know, you're, you know, getting back to this idea of power struggles, you know, we hear stories time and time again. Uh, around, you know, my child is different. They're either learning different. They're this kind of different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is where the, you know, the, we're not we're not having a meeting of the minds, so to speak. Um, you work with parents and with children. Can you give me an idea of what a strategy might be, not just for ADD or ADHD, but a strategy to help carve and shape this beautiful young being? into the kind of adult that they not only want to want to mm-hmm. become, that, but that we envision them to become. Right. Oh, that's a beautiful question. You know, um, in, in my book, I talk about the six stages that a child moves through in the first six years of life. And this mm. is based on, on a model by Neufeld, where each year as they grow you know, older, they're becoming more deeply uh, connected to the parent. And each of those stages... Um, not only helps them develop a secure connection to a loving caretaker, but is part of that is that the parent conveys to the child, man, do you light up my world. And it's a lot. One of the chapters of my book is called Celebrate the Child You've Got, so to mm-hmm. speak. A lot of us need to kind of deal sometimes even with di- disappointment and grief. We have to kind of see the child in front of us with all of their, you know, warts and all, beauty, light, challenges and find our way to accepting and embracing who they are so that we can communicate that to the child. Yes, I understand that this is difficult for you. Yes, it does seem like you have a, a shorter temper, whatever. But that you you know, you don't lock a child into a box and say, Well this is our smart daughter and this is our right. feisty son and this right. is our little lawyer of a 
you know, that you don't kind of compartmentalize a child based on a particular character, but rather you you point out what their gifts are and you acknowledge them and you fuel them and give them chances to, you know, express those things every day. Mm-hmm. You know, Susan, I love what you've put together. I well, really do. Uh, you know, the book really covers quite a bit. Um, and your work covers quite a bit. And, you know, the fact that you've had some personal struggles yourself makes the writing of this very different than mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of conversations that are mm-hmm. out there. Um, you know, you also, I believe, use some of the work of Byron Katie. Yes, I do. And I really want to honor you for integrating so much of what mm-hmm. we're learning in the human potential and the integrative spiritual field into these conversations. Boy, I hope you will come back oh, so I we can have, have a bigger conversation about this and take more time yeah this is just right up my alley (laughs) thank you i want to make sure that uh, everybody's got the website uh passionateparenting.net passionateparenting.net check out the website you can also uh schedule an appointment with susan you can talk to her you can contact her you can do phone coaching you name it she is there let's take a short break when we come back we're going to be having conversations about health wellness, energy, and much more. We'll be right back. 